Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Liberators Network podcast. I am Christian. And this is Barry. And for once we're doing a podcast together again, which is not happening all as much as we really would like to. And in this episode we're going to do something really cool. Yes, because we are going to do a liberating structure uh, in a podcast episode and it's going to be Troika Consulting. And Troika Consulting is all about giving and getting help. And in this episode, we are going to hopefully give some useful advice, some useful help to one of our patrons, which is Chris Davis. Hey, guys. Hope you're both well. I wanted to share a challenge with you guys with the hope of getting some advice, some um, insights. And that challenge is around sprint length in the past and, and currently working with teams that have a two-week sprint cycle or sprint length. But rarely, if ever, do they have the, uh, the outcome of producing an increment that is potentially releasable. And often in the conversations we've had around sprint length, they've kind of moved around alignment to other, other teams that may be working on the same product, project, initiative, whatever you'd like to label it, around keeping feedback cycles short. So two weeks is, is seen as palatable for many of these teams and, and it's probably better than what they've had in the past. And often the, the conversation goes around kind of not spending too much time in events and so on and so forth when perhaps they are spending more time in meetings than events and these events are actually helping them get to an outcome. So we've had those sorts of conversations. I'd like to take a different approach and, uh, and, and I'm keen to hear your thoughts on potentially different things that you've used in the past or, or help teams see that perhaps are less teams that are less familiar with um, or less experienced with Scrum. So yeah, really, really interested to hear your approach on what am I missing? What, what else could I help the team see? What could I make transparent? Let me know, guys. We've listened to Chris's request. And as part of Troika Consulting, what normally happens is that the client shares his request. And then the consultants, in this case, Barry and me, ask questions to the client for just a minute. Um, and because we're doing this with sort of asynchronous recordings, we asked uh, Chris some open-ended questions to clarify several things. And we asked him two things. So can you tell us a little bit more about team composition? What does the team look like? And what do you think, Chris, is the biggest impediment that this team is facing in creating a done increment? And this is what he had to say. Great questions, as always. Um, to answer the first one, composition of the team is pretty good, I think, if from initial observations. So we have a, a product owner who who's experienced in that domain. We have a, a development team that has, peer, from what I've seen, many of the skills that you would need to get something to done. So they they have the capability to release, they have um, testing, test automation, deployment, they have engineers in there, and then also people more focused on design and analysis. So if you look across the range of traditional roles, then they have those skills and the capability within there, and they do overlap a little bit as well. In terms of your second question around the biggest impediments, one of the things I've identified is that they're very task oriented. So the way they approach their work is almost like they're following a predefined plan and then building out tasks and then doing large scale batch type deployments to what they would call production. Another impediment I think is, so not only the way they're approaching their work and the decomposition of the work, but also I haven't seen a lot in terms of quality, not in terms of testing quality or build quality or whatever, but in terms of a definition of quality. So maybe a definition of done. And they are part of a, an organization, which is a large organization, a, a traditional organization, which is moving slowly um, away from that. So some of the requirements or some of the, the gates and governance around deployment maybe impede or impede their thought processes. So I'm unsure if impeding 
their thought process or if it, whether it generally is an impediment which is slowing them down, if that makes sense. So Chris gave us a lot of information about our in, in response to our open-ended questions. Now, what happens next in Troika? So what we're going to do is for the remaining 10 minutes, we're just going to maybe just do some recommendations, offer some ideas, suggestions, things that come to mind. That's something that we're going to do for the remaining 10 minutes. Cool. So I'll start at 10 minutes now. Yeah. If you look back on Chris's request for help and the clarifying response that he gave us, what do you think his question actually is? Well, I'm not sure, but uh, I want to take one step back. And that's what I already like about the request is that they are considering the length of the sprint. And if you take a look at the Scrum Guide, then it says four weeks or less. Um, and uh, what I've noticed is that um, a lot of teams already automatically just take two weeks without any consideration because two weeks sort of like became the standard. Mm. So not even related to the, the question that uh, Chris is specifically asking, I already like the fact that they are considering like, so what is the spring length that we should yeah. use? Because sprint length has a huge, huge impact, of course. It has, it has. Yeah, but I'm not really sure what's behind it. So I don't really have a clear image of like, so what's going wrong currently? Mm. Why they should change? Well, the sense thing. that I'm getting from Chris's explanation is that he says the team is, they, it's, they're struggling to get something, to get something done within mm -hmm. two weeks. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking, can we maybe add another week, make it three weeks? Mm -hmm. Uh, there's also this idea make it shorter, but then the team complains or feels that it might spend too much time in meetings. Mm -hmm. These are some of the things that I'm hearing in Chris's question. Mm. Um, what I really like about his question is that he, the, the, the environment that he describes seems to be quite capable of creating scrum teams that work. Like you have a product owner, you have uh, development teams that are capable of delivering a done increment or at least have a lot of... Uh, mm -hmm. skills in the team to, to do that. I think that's those are some pretty powerful preconditions to yeah. success. Yeah. So it's interesting that apparently it's not there yet. So no. He also mentioned that uh, he's working for quite a large organization. And quite often when I've sort of experienced teams struggle with getting something done within a sprint, they were part of a larger organization because it had many constraints. Yeah. Or the product that they were building was a large product or it was a part of a larger product and that sort of like was something that was sort of like blocking the team in really achieving something. Interestingly, I've had a lot of experience with sort of like extending the sprint and that never really seemed to be the solution. So then we tried sprints of three weeks or four weeks. And then the only result was that we didn't get anything done within three or four weeks. Mm. So <laughs> I always like this mantra that says, if, if it hurts, do it more often. Mm. Um, because if it hurts and you do it more often, you'll find ways that it makes it, that makes it hurt less. Yeah. Um, and I'm always reminded of this when teams talk about increasing the sprint length. I mean, what, what, what is the problem that we're actually solving by increasing the sprint length? Yeah. And something that Chris tells us is the length of the scrum events, mm -hmm. which I can imagine, which I can understand. I mean, it might take a lot of time if you have a one week sprint and you could say, okay, it takes a lot of time, but is that really the case? What's your experience? Yeah, my experience is that uh, whenever we extended the sprint, uh, then the scrum events took even longer <laughs> because things you needed to plan more and things became a bit more vague yeah. and therefore people wanted to discuss it in more detail. So then. 
that was not really a solution. Yes, we had the illusion of creating more space in our agenda, but in hindsight, it just filled up with a lot of ad hoc conversations like, okay, we just had to go to sprint planning. Did you get it? So what's the plan? I don't know. A lot of questions still emerged and then they just mm. continued the conversation. Mm. Um, so I'm just wondering, and it's a question to you, Chris, did, did he uh, mention, uh, so Chris is Christian, yeah. <laughs> did he mention anything about sprint goals? He didn't. Sprint goals? No, he didn't. Because that's something that might be interesting to explore as well. So what is the goal that uh, you want to achieve with Sprint? And is there something that um, maybe you can gain? Yeah. Is there even a Sprint goal? Well, Chris does mention that the team is rather task oriented, mm -hmm. which makes me, which makes it mm. seem to me that what they're doing most of the time is working on technical tasks, mm -hmm. maybe pretty big technical tasks too. And then I can imagine it's difficult to get something done, but there doesn't seem to be a sprint goal. Yeah. But how might it help? I mean, saying that you need a sprint goal is nice, but how would this help? Well, Chris it could help with giving focus and maybe they do not achieve creating something done in done increment because they spend a lot of time on tasks that might be irrelevant. They might feel useful, but maybe they are not useful if you would have a clear sprint goal. Mm -hmm. So having a sprint goal might give focus and might also so, uh, create clarity on the work that should be done and work that should not be done. Mm. So maybe that creates space which allows them to, I don't know, achieve mm. the sprint goal and by that uh, create a done increment. I like the idea. I'm kind of thinking now that you're saying that um, we don't really know why the team is struggling to create a done, incre to create a done increment. Mm -hmm. and apparently it's a problem. Mm -hmm. So if they, and we're also saying increasing the sprint length may actually obscure the problem that's underneath it. Mm -hmm. What could actually, we don't know a lot about the situation, but what could be happening? What, what are some hypotheses that you might have of what might be happening with this team that's making it hard for them to create done increments? You mentioned dependencies. Yeah, and maybe they are mostly working on their own, each on mm -hmm. their individual tasks. Right. So. That's an assumption, but it could be going on. So everyone's working on their own item from the sprint backlog. Yeah, yeah. You have something else in mind? Yeah, maybe also just the, f the, 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 the development flow they go through. So mm -hmm. when does testing happen? Does it happen at the end of the sprint? Because if it happens at the end of the sprint, what, do you tr what I've seen in most of my own scrum teams is that if it happens at the end of the sprint, there's usually not enough time because development takes more time and then you have to do have to rush the testing. Mm -hmm. And then often the idea is we haven't tested it thoroughly enough. Two weeks sprint was not enough. We need more time so we can test. So let's make it three sprints. Mm -hmm. But the problem there is not the time. The problem is that testing is not happening while you're developing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So then I would focus more on that instead of increasing the sprint length. Yeah. So interestingly, we know that, um, actually, it's a question. Did Chris attend the Kanban class? Yes. He did. So I'm curious because it could be interesting to track like the cycle time and the lead time yeah, and to see one. like yeah. uh, so how much time that's really good. does it really take for something that we started to work on it and that it's actually done. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a question back to Chris as well to see if that, but for the listeners, that could be something that's of interest. What cycle time for listeners that don't know what it is? Um, I think the, you have the definition of sharper on mind than I have, but I see cycle time as something that how long does it really take for the team starting to work on it before and before it's finished. Yeah. So it's the amount of time it takes from start to finish. And you can sort of track that for a, a couple of items yeah. in your sprint backlog yeah. or, yeah. or, or just calculate it for yeah. all the items. 
And generally, if it's long, mm-hmm. and long is probably most of the sprint, mm-hmm. for example, then you may have some work to do with your yeah. development team on how to get more done in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. And then you're starting to focus on the right problems, which is maybe the team is not cross-functional yeah. enough. I think in this case, the team is cross-functional, but mm-hmm. maybe their development flow is not really ideal. Maybe they're working on items that are way too big, which is another potential mm-hmm. cause that might be going on here. Yeah. So you're moving away from assumptions and really are gathering, let's say, real data. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. And something completely different. Mm-hmm. What if the team would move to shorter sprints? So what would happen if Chris would start using one-week sprints? Do you, any, do, you have, do you have experience with that for yeah. a team moving to shorter sprints and what happens? Yeah, most of the team that I've worked with for most of my time started with two-week sprints and then we moved to one-week sprints. Mm-hmm. One particular issue was actually the length of the scrum events because the team complained that it took too long. Uh, but what was good is that we started improving our refinement process. Mm-hmm. And the result of that was that sprint planning became very easy because all we had to do was just select the number of items that we felt comfortable with based on the sprint goal that we had, that was sprint planning. It sometimes was done within 30 minutes. Mm. Um, sprint review was also quite straightforward because we just got stakeholders in and we usually spent 45 minutes together, but that was valuable time. And for the sprint retrospective, we still took like an hour maybe, but it all started making a lot more sense. So actually decreasing the sprint length it showed a problem in refinement that mm-hmm. we didn't refine enough. So sprint planning was very difficult. People had to really think through what we were going to do. But when we started fixing that problem, the one week sprints actually became much easier. Mm-hmm. And I think that that improvement was really important for us because mm-hmm. after that, we were very able to release continuously throughout the sprint. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you? Cool. Um, yeah, I tried it as well a couple of times. Um, not always a success. Um, so what was successful is that the sprint planning was much easier and, and took, didn't, I think in 30 minutes we were done. Uh, what was more difficult was doing a sprint review on a weekly basis and have the stakeholders attended every week. So we sort of like yeah, played a bit with that one that stakeholders showed up bi-weekly, yeah. but we did have the we rhythm. Did yeah. But we did have a rhythm of like a daily scrum and a sprint retrospective on a weekly basis, so that did work out. So something else that I'm just wondering is, so what's the take of the product owner on this entire case? Like, is the product owner satisfied or is the product owner complaining? Or And, and also, what is the vision that the product owner has on the product itself? Because what also might be useful is having a product owner that really has a clear vision, like this is what I would like to achieve in this certain amount of time. The time is almost, speaking of time, it's almost over, but you raise a really good point yeah. because what is, what, how is the product owner benefiting from increasing the sprint length? Or what is the product owner losing by increasing the sprint length? I would say feedback. You miss an opportunity to gain feedback and insights that are, yeah. is very valuable for yeah. you to determine the next steps. And reduce risk. Yeah. So yeah. The, the product owner is actually someone to talk to about this. So what yeah. is, and, and not that the product owner decides the sprint length, but he mm-hmm. or she has a big influence on that decision too. Cool. That was it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so that brings us to the end of Troika Consulting. Um, what we normally do is we normally ask the client to turn back and share his or her feelings and thoughts while listening to the conversation. This is what Chris had to say. Thank you very much for your um, feedback, your advice, your guidance. 
or the most poignant messages was the, was around the product owner and potentially a bit of absence in terms of almost accepting that increments couldn't be delivered in, in short periods and maybe more traditional approaches being taken in terms of development and, and building out a product. And the product owner maybe is more okay with that. So the, the sprints are almost becoming mini stages of a waterfall, if that makes sense. So that was that was one of the points that stood out most to me. The other point was around sprint goals. The, this team is moving toward using goals, but they use multiple goals and it almost caters to people in the team doing different things rather than focusing toward a single common goal, which may help to produce um, working software sooner and earlier or every ideally every sprint. I was thinking about the sprint length in terms of expanding it or extending it not not extending to, to say the sprint now finishes four days later than planned but more in terms of would a three or four week sprint be more suitable given where these these guys are coming from but maybe that'll just hide some of the the challenges and encourage the team to continue to work in in the more traditional way so that's really interesting to reflect on and, and thanks again for sharing your perspective guys i really appreciate it and with that, we're reaching the end of this episode of the Liberators Network podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if, like Chris, you also have a question for us, a request for help, um, please send it in. We're absolutely not trying to be consultants. We're not the experts. But what we can do is just have an open conversation, raise some questions, just like you heard us do uh, with the Chris, Chris's request. Um, and it's also a fun way to show the power of Troika Consulting, just by hearing two people build on each other's ideas, it might give you a lot of new ideas as a listener too. So if you have something for us, please send it in. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up or like it on the platform that you're listening on. And if you like listening to it and think it's a valuable contribution, please consider becoming a patron, which is a very simple and easy way to support Barry and me in making more of these podcasts. I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes so you can take a look. Thanks for listening. See you again next time. See ya. Bye-bye.